If you're hearing my voice, that means you're in the right place. My guest today, Chancellor Jackson, has a very, very significant story, and he was courageous enough to share it with the world. I definitely think this is a message, a story that will resonate with many and will be something that people individually take something from it that they can probably identify with or not, or maybe even answer some questions or some thoughts that they have had. But for the simple fact that he decided to write a book and to talk about his experience, I commend that because we all have situations, experiences that we don't even talk about. And I find it to be selfless when we do share them because so many people can relate or just learn from or could inspire them to talk more and share of what they've been through. So I would just like to say thank you, Chancellor, and we want to welcome you right here on Voices of Courage. So everybody, let's give them the welcome that we always do, and let's tune in. Hey there, everybody. This is your host, Brandy J, Voices of Courage. I am back here on a different platform with the same amazing guest, Chancellor <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> yes, and we're um, going at this again. Say hello. Peace and prosperity, everybody. Yes. So, what we, uh, so Chancellor, you spoke in the beginning, if you don't mind kind of giving the listeners, a little gist of your, how uh, traveling and all that stuff became a part of your, in your blood? For sure, for sure. Yeah. So just me being a Sagittarius, naturally, um, I just, I'm a natural traveler, just, you know what I'm saying, authentically. And in addition to that, my mother, she's a Sagittarius as well. And we the both same size. She's just as much of a traveler as I am. And um, just with her being older, you know what I'm saying, she was able to do a lot more traveling. So just growing up, I got to see her, well, you know what I'm saying, oh, your mama, uh, mama out in Africa, oh, mama in Germany, mama, you know what I'm saying, Morocco, mama, mama everywhere. I'm like, dang, you know what I'm saying, she's seen the world. So it's just like just seeing her work on one and just experience, you know what I'm saying, earth, you know what I'm saying, in her matrix further to, beyond just, you know what I'm saying, Atlanta, America, um, you know what I'm saying, she's moving, she's traveling internationally, globally, so it's like just seeing her do that and then the traveler being in me naturally, it was just, you know what I'm saying, the apple ain't fall, fall too far from the tree, long story short. And I've done a bit of traveling myself. I've been to uh, London twice. I've been to China and uh, the Bahamas a few times as well. Um, but that's it internationally. Uh, I'm trying to touch every continent before I, I leave this planet. And, um, that's right. But, that's uh, what's yeah. up. That's how yeah. I got into traveling and exploring and <laughs> adventures and all of that. Okay. So what has led you over to um, 
to go abroad China? Was it a, you were in school studying? What was going on there for you to even? Um, yeah, um, I graduated college in 2018 with a degree in communication and media studies. Um, so after I graduated, I still haven't landed a job. I've been applying, interviewing, getting flown out, all different types of shit for eight months straight, but still have not landed anything. So I'm back home in Georgia and still applying, still interviewing, and still getting told no. And I'm at this point in time, I'm uh, applying for corporate positions, sales, management, marketing, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So yeah, it just wasn't working for me. And you know what I'm saying? The jobs kept telling me, oh, it's the experience. You like the experience with the woo, but it's like, yeah, I knew that prior to all of this, even prior to us meeting face to face to have this interview, you already knew that. So why is that an issue all of a sudden? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, I just took it as signs from the universe, like, hey, bro, that isn't for you. That isn't the purpose. That's not the journey. So I was like, okay, I definitely need to take a, a different approach at this uh, this job searching thing. So I'm doing this another regular day. I'm just doing my typical job search routine. And I'm going through the filters to filter out, you know what I'm saying, certain jobs and stuff. And then I seen a tab that said uh, international. I looked that up like, hmm, why haven't I ever thought to search beyond America? Let me see what that's looking like. <laughs> Let me see what that's <laughs> so I'm going through the list of jobs Ipsen, on the international side. And that's why I say, hey, teach English in China. I said, hmm, that sounds kind of, that sounds fine. Like, okay, what's the requirements? The requirements was only three of them. You uh, got a you, at least a bachelor's degree. It don't even matter what it's in. You have at least you just have a bachelor's degree, um, a clean background. I said, okay, boom, check, check, and uh, a native English speaker or fluent in English. I'm like, oh, that's it? that is, oh man, that's that's, that's, oh, that's easy. How do I apply? All you got to do is submit a resume. Now that's literally two clicks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't even, I ain't gonna take me to the other side. I gotta feel like this hour long questionnaire. No, no, just submit a resume. That's like that's it. Oh, but ain't nothing but a thing. Boom, boom. I just went on about my the rest of my search. Ended up uh, getting an interview with him and fucked around and got the job. <laughs> so I'm like, damn. At eight months of applying, searching, interviewing. And getting told no. The first job to tell me yes is on the other side of the world. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. <laughs> There's no if, ands, or buts about it. Eight months later, just getting told no, straight up, and for the same BS reason, and finally get told. And I, it ain't like I got my degree in education. <laughs> my degree is in communication media studies. You ain't got no experience. Uh, come on with it. And they, oh, Man, you can say nothing but a word. <laughs> Let me go ahead and see what China talk about since they want to, you know what I'm saying? They want to fuck with the kids. So <laughs> that's, that's how I ended up out there. Okay. So how how did your mom feel about that when you uh, decided, was she excited or was she like a little bit of both? Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I tapped in with all my tribal members. Um, I tapped in with all my good close friends and my girlfriend at the time. I got a green light from everybody. 
everybody was like, oh, yeah, do that. Do it. Do it. My mom was already made up. I just wanted to see what everybody else's opinion was um, <laughs> that I valued. And uh, it was a green light from everybody. So I'm like, okay, bet. There's more. Now it's even more than enough reasoning to go. So, and she was all for it. Now she's like, oh, yeah, I got a reason to go to China now. Oh, yeah, bet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, what? Before it's just like, what? Go to China for what? But now it's okay. Bro. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, we lit. <laughs> we lit. <laughs> That's what's that. Okay. So the experience, so when you got there, was it like more that you can like, because I know it's got to be a hell of a culture shock from this, like the U.S. in general. So like, was it over overwhelming or was it just like, ugh? Um, US who? <laughs> well, it was, it was, it was, um, it was a process getting adjusted for sure. Just because, you know what I'm saying? We, we get there, we going through training. They got us up in this hotel for two weeks, but at the end of two, by the end of the two weeks, we need to have found us an apartment to live in. You know what I'm saying? We got to secure that. So with being in a whole new country, you know what I'm saying? Get it's easy. It was easier just to like just be. I, I'm I, I'm an adventurous spirit, so I'm like I'm I'm cool with just being out here and just exploring and just learning for show for show. But you know what I'm saying? We training for this job that we actually got to do. And got to find an apartment. And, man, I end up messing my money up because, you know what I'm saying, I'm on my phone trying to put down the deposit for the apartment. I done, I done fucked around and paid my phone bill for fucking, because everything's in Mandarin, so I can't read it. You know what I'm saying? I done fucked around and paid my phone bill for up to a year. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I got to do all, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to go to the, I have to travel to the phone company. As a, an American that speaks English, <laughs> so trying to work with you, you know what I'm saying? I gotta get translators, uh, you know what I'm saying? Work day one, they ended up reimbursing me, but I wasn't gonna get my money back till you know what I'm saying, a week or two, maybe three weeks later. So it's like that mother's just on hold, had to call my mama to get her to send me some bread so I can pay for the apartment and stuff. And then, you know what I'm saying? So it was, it was a bit stressful at first. And then, you know what I'm saying, once we, but once we got settled, like once we got in our apartment, we working, and then we got like two checks in, because on that second check, uh, that's when they reimbursed us for everything, like all the money we had to pay to get our visas and all, you know what I'm saying, all that they reimbursed us for that, and I got reimbursed for the money I put on my phone bill, oh, so that next check was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was like after we, you know what I'm saying, got our bread in. Oh man, it was smooth selling since. <laughs> it was smooth selling after that. So it's like, okay, now we just now we just working, exploring, and you know what I'm saying, just living our best lives, really. So when you went over, uh, did you like have um, anybody that you knew, or were these people that you connected with when you got over uh, there? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know anybody. I, <laughs> I met every like. It was a recruiting class that I came in with. We all came in at the same time. So, of course, we got to, we going to train together. We're going to be with each other for the next two weeks. Okay. Yeah. We all like this here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ain't none of us got, you know, except for the Chinese people. You know what I'm saying? But the rest of us, we ain't got no family out here. No, you know what I'm saying? No friends. We just, uh, you know what I'm saying? Just taking this little sabbatical route, just trying to figure out what we trying to do with ourselves for real, for real, and just trying something different. So, it's like, in that aspect, everybody here, 
is out here for themselves for the most part. Some people came with like partners, like it was couples and stuff that came together. But aside from that, you know what I'm saying? Like you still out here, it's just y'all. You know what I'm saying? So, but and with it just being us, we grew like we grew very, very tight, very, very fast. <laughs> very, very fast. So we became like our own little family until we had the, you know what I'm saying, part ways. And you know what I'm saying? Then by that time we done been in our center, like a schools we working in, we done got introduced to different people. Now we finding our own lanes, essentially. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, but yeah, all in there. I was out there solo for the most part. Yeah, I was out there solo. <laughs> so basically, after you, the ties with them, it, you didn't really really connect with anybody else, but you still had your own flow of like knowing what you were doing and where to go yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. Some of some of them I still kept in contact. Like I still talk to to this day. You know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. Because it was like 28 of us. You know what I'm saying? So you're gonna find your click for you know what I'm saying the ones you powwow with the most, the most like minded, like spirited individuals gonna gravitate you toward gravitate towards you the most everybody else you know what i'm saying okay we powwowing just because of the conveniency you know what i'm saying we here so it's like yeah i might as well talk to you because i ain't got nobody else to talk to but as time progresses, you know what i'm saying you just part your way with people and once you still tap in with you still gonna keep you know what i'm saying keep tabs with for sure yeah, i'm a crier i would have cried i do Okay, so can you also before because I mean everyone there's a huge <laughs> you know dip this takes, but we just want I want the listeners to get an understanding of what it was like for you before this point. So it doesn't just seem like you know some people get a perspective and they'd be like, oh, I should have known it, but that wasn't your experience. Like your experience amongst you know the the this whole different um, country and culture was very a very good experience and and you adapted seemed very quickly to their ways and respected it but still had a great time without a doubt yeah i live my best life we was it's just man you just you just think about the regular the typical smallest things you can do here in america and just your everyday stuff um just doing it on the other side of the world where it's drastically different it's an adventure and a half especially when you don't really speak the language fully. you don't look like the people you don't speak their language fully so it's just like everything's going to be a little bit more challenging with that being said, you know what I'm saying? The product's going to be different, everything. So even how they built, you know what I'm saying? They clothes is different. Like everything is going to be, it's going to be adventurous. Like it's going, it ain't just going, you know what I'm saying? It ain't going to be regular for sure. So going to the grocery store is lit out there. Going to the bank, it's an adventure and a half. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just regular going to the gym. Come on. So it's just like, it's, you're the only colored person in this gym right now. You know what I'm saying? All eyes on you. And I play <laughs> football. I, I play D1 football. So, of course, my stature is a little bit more defined than the average. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, it, it was interesting. It's always fun. And then it's still foreigners out there. It isn't the, the largest, you know what I'm saying, population, but it's still foreigners out there. So, just meeting meeting all the foreigners out there, you know what I'm saying, tapping in with them. That's just cool. It's like, okay, you from Africa? Okay, you from Canada? Oh, you from Europe? Oh, you from Australia? Damn, boy, we all colored, but we all come from different places, but we all in China right now. That's hard. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Like, well, we out here, for sure. Like, it was lit. We yeah, that's living right there. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're everywhere. <laughs> Uh, you better recognize like no just kidding um, <laughs> <laughs> so no but seriously though on the serious no uh your experience is that i'm just like kind of living vicariously through it because it just reminds me of how i met someone from he became like my best friend i don't know what's going on now but he's from jordan and him and i didn't even get to meet him on, in person but we still were very tight and he just taught me so much from the outside looking in from America. And it made me realize how different, how you can be led to think something and that it's not true. It happens to all of us, no matter what. And you realize it's not that it's not that way when you right. actually meet somebody from. So yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, so Chancellor, so you're at the pad, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You hadn't been in any trouble or anything for, right? I've only, I've only, I've never been suspended from school. Okay. So yeah, you have like, never, nobody ever had a reason to come, especially over here in China. Not Beijing, not right? Because we were, were you in Beijing already? Yeah, I was in with Beijing. Yeah. But even in America, like, I'm never, <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> that's not everybody's experience, you know, even in the yeah, US. Is a face card is everything, and then energy is everything too. So yeah. how you carry yourself and your resume take yeah. you a long way. So yeah, it's easier said than done for yeah. upbringing too. But I'm not gonna say it because I'm just gonna leave that one alone. Because some people come from a really struggle, you know, uh, and they still are able to exactly. Yeah, so I'm not even gonna say upbringing. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so. Then when, so, okay, so we're going to go to the door and when you got the knock and you saw who was on the other side, how'd that play out and what was going through your head? World. So, yes, yeah, so, um, it's April 4th, 2019. Um, it's a day off for me. So I'm going to uh, get ready to go to this team builder event that my company, company always hosts team builder events every month and it's, like it'd be like seven different ones you can sign up for. Um, so I'm finna get ready to go to this pan, uh, this fan painting uh, event. So, you know, everybody knows Chinese fans. So I was finna go customize my own and Nipsey Hussle had just died around the time. So I was gonna designate my whole fan to him. It's gonna be a whole Nipsey Hussle marathon fan. Okay. You, know <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? I'm pre-gaming before I, I go to the event. So I'm sipping a little wine cooler, cheap some herb. And um, as I get cross-faded, right, I'm ready to slide now. So I'm getting all my stuff together to, to leave. And then I hear a knock at the door. Look through the peephole. I see three officers from the Beijing police on the other side of the door. And I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are these folks doing here? <laughs> and so... You know what I'm saying? I open the door. Well, I put everything up, put everything up, and you know what I'm saying? Open the door. And uh they walk straight in. They walk straight in. And um he's speaking to me. Uh one of the officers speaking to me. Of course, I don't know, I have no clue what this man is saying to me. And it's obvious I have no clue <laughs> what he's saying. So he goes to the translator app, he speaks into it and shows me the phone, and it reads. Are you on drugs? <laughs> I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> no. Where you? No, nah, where you get this? That's quite weird for that's to be the first thing to come at your mouth. Nah, nah. 
even though I am, I'm still gonna tell your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so he speaking good back chick speaking to the uh the app again. Show me the phone said, Are there any drugs in the house? My my guy, where are you getting this information from? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, you probably you want to see my passport as well. That's probably what you need to see. You need to look at my documentation. So I'll go fetch my documentation, bring it back out, lay everything out on the table. He's sitting there looking over it, looking over it. And then, you know what I'm saying, time progresses. And um, long story short, they ended up drug testing me right there on the spot. And I just got done smoking prior to these folks knocking on my door. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fail the fuck at this month. <laughs> I'm going to fail this bitch for sure. <laughs> uh, so do the drug test. Failed it, of course. Um then by this time, uh, another officer has entered the apartment, and um, he speaks English. So me and him are talking, and of course he's like, "Okay, yeah, your drug test came back positive for marijuana." He just like, "We know you've been smoking." He just want to know if there are any drugs in the house, and um, just where I, who was I with when I smoked, and you know, so where I get the shit from. So I'm just telling, I'm just lying. I'm high as hell, lying <laughs> on the fly. I'm nervous and shit, so I'm just. Uh, this, I'm just coming up with just different stories. My story changing every time. And uh, I ended up finding the herb, a little bit of herb I had left. I only had like 1.4 grams. So they ended up finding a little bit of herb I had left. And uh, once they realized I wasn't going to give them any extra information, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, he bullshitting. That's when they just arrested me. Um, and went to two precincts. And I was at it. First precinct, I was there very, I wasn't even there for an hour. Second precinct, I was there for like 14 hours. And then in, in the course of me being at the second precinct, I was interrogated. Um, it took my mug shot of my handprint. <laughs> um, had me signing a bunch of stuff I couldn't read. And uh, then um, after, you know what I'm saying, they ended up calling me out to the holding cell. And then we hop back in the van. So I'm like, okay, where are we going? They had me get back dressed and everything. I'm like, okay, these folks gonna let me go? I'm not asking them folks no questions. One, I can't speak their language. And if, if they can't speak English, I'm not still not, I got nothing to say to y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not talking, y'all. Keep my mouth closed. So I'm not asking anything, and they not talking to me. So I'm just like, shit, I'm finna see what the hell finna happen. I guess... I guess <laughs> I have no choice at this point. So we get back in the van, we riding. I'm looking at the signs. I'm like, bro, I don't think we heading anywhere near where I stay. <laughs> and wow. we on the interstate like now. Now we on the freeway and shit. So I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't recognize any of these cities. I don't recognize any of these. Uh -uh. And then after like, I don't even know how long the ride was. Like, like 30, 40 minutes, end up at this facility with tall walls and barbed wire. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm like, this is jail, jail. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I was in a cell with uh 14 other Chinese men for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, nine wooden beds. Wow. And that was and that was just a good gist of how I ended up in that situation. Yeah, and literally what I just described is the very first three chapters of the book, but 
really just the first, that was really the first chat that was first chapter and a little bit of the second chapter that i just told y'all so it's like we still early into the book and it's in the book is actually a lot more detailed it's way more sus- suspenseful as well um, oh i bet you see me over here i'm just like yeah that's just, first <laughs> chapter, that's just the first chapter and a half, half for real for real so that um but yeah that's how i ended up in that situation for sure could you call this one in um amazon it's called the short edition or something like that right yeah, I read it's the... a short story yeah okay, and it's pretty much yeah. three chapters of the book okay oh man so what, what was it like writing the book like when did you decide to write it like what pivotal moment and then, because you know, you can't tell us too much because you know we gotta read about it. But Absolutely. like, what made you decide to be like, oh, I gotta write about this? So once I got back to um, America, I'm like, okay, I know I need to do something with this story. Exactly what? Uh, I I don't know what. I don't know how the hell. Because I definitely just don't want to just be sitting there telling this shit a thousand times. You know what I'm saying? I definitely don't want to do that. I'm like, I definitely need to share this story with the world for sure. I'm like, I went through this shit for a reason. You know what I'm saying? I need to make, I need to take something away from it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't just been take no L like that and just going about my business. Nah, I need to do something with this experience. Yeah. So, one of my uh, good good friends I grew up with, he was a published author before we uh, graduated from high school. He was already published. Um, he was, you know what I'm saying? So. We always kept, we stayed close and connected, you know what I'm saying, me going to college, coming back, and then going to China and coming back. Um, so I'm kicking it with him. He was like, yeah, bro, uh, you should write about that shit, bro. It's random one day. We just outside chilling, smoking and shit. He's like, yeah, bro, you should write about that shit, bro. I'm like, yeah, I could. I'm like, that's a good idea. I could. And I, do I know how to just go about it? No, not really, but I know I could write a book about it. So he gave me, he took my phone, he went to my notes section, gave me like a five layer outline, very, very brief, five layers. And I just started filling it in on my notes. And I'm like, oh, this shit getting kind of lengthy. So I'm like, let me <laughs> move this from my notes. I moved it to a Google Doc. And now I'm really going ham. I'm going ham. And I'm like, okay. I'm just, and at this point, I'm just filling in the outline. And then once I filled in the outline, I'm like, I wasn't even a quarter of the way done with the story, but I'm like, okay, I can, okay. It just helped me put this thing together. Okay. This is how I can, I can go about writing this thing. So I took, took out what he outlined and okay, now this is going to be uh day one. This is going to be day two. This is going to be day three. And I'm just, I'm just writing it, just writing it, right? I'm not worried about structure, format, none of that shit. I'm just not school. So I'm just writing this shit how I would just naturally say it in my tongue, how I would text it. I'm just writing it just like that. And once I got to finish the whole writing, the whole story, that's when I started going back and just editing and revising and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it only took me four months to write the story. Mm-hmm. And then that was with me bullshitting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's me bullshitting. So I could have definitely wrote it a whole lot faster if I wasn't. But yeah, it only took me four months to write it. And then I published it. Um, like, started writing it in July. So August, September, October, November. Finished it in November. No, yeah, I think it. Yeah, I finished it in November, December, January, February, March, April. Yeah. And then what? Four more months later. So eight months total. Shit. On April 4th, 2020, the same day I got locked up in China the year prior, I released 
part one, which is the free book now um, on Amazon. And I was, while I was still on pre-sale, I was ranked number one in three different genres. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And that the title's perfect is like, boom. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, just man, the title, 14 Days of Beijing, so catchy, you know what I'm saying? For those yeah. that are familiar, that listen to hip hop and know, you know what I'm saying, future, so, you know what I'm saying, that you can compare it to 56 Nights, you know what I'm saying? Right. Mixtape by Future, and it's about his producer, uh, DJ Esco, they had uh, they had a show in Dubai, but they had just, they flew from Amsterdam. So of course they had hella weed and stuff from Amsterdam on the flight, and it was all in their bags. And DJ Esco was the last person carrying everybody's bags. Why they got the producer carrying all the bags, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? The airport folks over there in Dubai stopped him, ran to check the bags, found all the drugs. So he got the DJ got locked up for 56 nights in Dubai. <laughs> so I'm just so it's just like 14 days in Beijing, 56 nights. So you know what I'm saying? It's like it has that ring to it. Okay, damn, what is this? And then you look at the cover, you know what I'm saying? You see me at that point in time, this picture of me, I, I recreated my mugshot. So I got the jacket I have on now. I had to recreate the jacket. That was literally the uniform jacket I, I wore in Beijing Jail 6. I ain't got no shirt on up underneath the jacket. That's literally how I wore the jacket for 14 days straight in Beijing Jail 6. And you know what I'm saying? I got handcuffs on. I'm, my head is down, but I'm looking up at the camera like, what the fuck have I got myself into? So it's like, you see the title, you look at the cover, you're like, what the hell is this? And then yeah, you, start, you so drawn in just by that alone. You start reading it. Oh, man, it's icing on cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> icing on the cake. Oh, yeah. Sure. The title, everything's catchy. Wow. That is crazy. Like, I know, like, I'm going to definitely be into that tonight. I, I do a lot of <laughs> Don't leave. You know, I'm trying not to ruin it for anybody. I'll be like, yeah, you got to get the book. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't tell you. <laughs> and then it's free on top of that. So it's like, you ain't losing nothing. You ain't losing out on it. Read it. Just read the first three chapters. By the time you get done, you're like, damn, I need to go ahead and get the rest of this motherfucker. So it's like, shit. <laughs> well, if you can pick your poison, I benefit from both of them either way. So, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, wow, yeah. that's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> I would never, I would have cried like a little baby, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you're man, you're man, so that would be different yeah. for you, obviously. For a woman, I think you know, there might be some hardcore women out there that'd be like, What it is, uh, <laughs> not what it is, <laughs> well, every night, but yeah. So, did you okay? Did, wait, did I cut you off on anything right now? No, 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 okay, because I know that I don't want to, uh, I know that this right here, I know this will draw my listeners in because I'm drawn in, and I know like. In the future, also, we would love to have you back here to, uh, as things are unfolding, to like tell us more. Cause I, I got other platforms too, where this can, uh, like live audio, like live platform audio and all that stuff. I got a lot of stuff going on, so I think that uh, this is good stuff. And then I'm not good stuff because this was your life, but I mean good stuff like make people think. You know what I mean? And it's okay. and it's a real life story. It's not. It's not. Especially for us, for our um, for black people, it's not your average, you know. one one story that you know it's crazy. So, yeah. Don't mean. Yeah. Okay. So, all that we definitely gonna have to tap in further for show for show. Yes, most definitely. So, what I do want to do, because you know, I don't, I like to have fun too on my show. I'm trying to, you know. 
do something different because I don't think I'm boring. I don't know. <laughs> no, no one gets that. <laughs> but since you have visited, you know, uh, the lovely China, you've been there. You could experience, you could say that because you've been there. So, therefore, some people talk about stuff and they ain't never been there. They think they're experts, and I'm, I'm quite tired of talking to people like that. <laughs> How, okay, I do have this one question, and I don't think it's um, something that should get me kicked off the internet or banned or anything. Uh, <laughs> this was told to me from somebody that stayed over there. So, you, uh, so if you, if you, uh, like, fall out in the street and uh, need medical attention, that they nobody gonna help. <laughs> I was told that they don't get in people's business like that. And this was somebody, this is a black man. They say he stayed over there for quite some time. He said some similar things as to like you did about very kind, very nice, but just you were the only black person. So it's kind of like wow, like oh. <laughs> but yeah. he said that the, over there is very strict. You're not gonna see any crime. They really are on it, but they're not about to call nobody to help you if you need help um i'm interested to know what part of china he was in because yeah. I, I actually like you it's just crazy say so you fall out i passed out on the train one time <laughs> and it was so funny that's because i was hung over i it was early the next morning i was out drinking in the club i stayed at somebody's spot so i'm on the train still drunk you know what i'm saying going back to the crib and these folks, you know what I'm saying? These folks from train going to work. Like it's it's early in the morning. Like I was two turn. And um I'm like two, three stops away from my stops. I'm, I'm almost there, almost there. And I feel myself getting nauseous, like I'm gonna throw up and then the rocking and the, the motion of the train. So I'm just trying to keep myself composed the best that I can. So I'm really just standing up there, standing with standing up, holding on to pole, just with my eyes closed, just trying to focus. And then next thing I know. I open my eyes and I just see all these people, Chinese people huddled over me, like looking crazy, like <laughs> got their hands stuck out trying to help me up. I'm looking at them like, what the hell wrong with y'all? And I look, look to my left and right. I'm laying on the ground. I'm like, what the fuck? Why am I on the ground? I look up like, what, what stop we at? We at my stop. The door is open. We at my stop. I just pop right up and walk clean off the train like ain't nothing happened. <laughs> but like, I was like really concerned like they trying to help me up like but it's like I can see why they probably wouldn't even attempt to try to you know what I'm saying help you out just because if there's a language barrier people are very uh, Chinese people are very insecure when it comes to that like I'm uh, with an English speaker I remember because they study English as a, a second language in school. Like, we study Spanish and all that other shit. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, you take your ass to Mexico. You took Spanish one and two and three in high school, but you, you know what I'm saying? You really don't remember that shit. You're like, ah, but you still wouldn't give a fuck because it's like, hell, you know what I'm saying? I know somebody here speak English, but when it comes to them, they like, I don't really... I took this in high school. I'm not really that fluent. So I'm just going, I don't want to embarrass myself and bring shame to myself. So I'm just going to keep my mouth closed. And you know what I'm saying? Just, you know what I'm saying? That's how I could see probably where yeah. you get the definition from, from that aspect. But like them folks is like, they can't speak to me, but they definitely like, hey, I can tell by their look. Look mm -hmm. at their face. Are you okay? You know what I'm saying? Communication is broad. That's why I got my degree in like, Communication is broad. You ain't got to say nothing verbally to communicate something. 
Yeah. They showing concern. They showing care. And even when you uh, you read the story. I'm first three days. I'm locked up in a cell with fourteen other Chinese men. I can't talk to these folks. But they folks, they definitely walking up to me. They trying to communicate. They show like they're showing concern. And you know what I'm saying? They showing interest for sure, but it's like, hey man, that language barrier is yeah. the only thing standing between us, bro. We'd probably be in here having a great time if we could yeah. communicate. But hey, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense though, too, because uh, you know, we we perceive things and we take it the wrong way. We might see uh like someone that has that language barrier and they might come off a little like like they don't want to deal with you, or maybe even mm-hmm. like you know. Not even like maybe better than I don't want to talk to you, but the whole time it really is that insecurity of the language. They don't know how you're going to receive them. They don't want to make themselves. Because I just had a guest on earlier. She's a psychologist and she's from, um, oh, God, I remember it's Sweden, Brush. Oh, so bad. I hope she doesn't see this episode <laughs> or hear it. But yeah, but she was talking to me and she was telling me she had this, this demeanor to her, but it broke right away, you know, like kind of like, I was like, uh oh, what am I in for? But it was just that she's insecure with her because she's still learning English, perfecting her English because she's uh, now, I guess, uh, going like coming to, to, you know, the United States to um, because she's like very highly recommended. And so she told me to stop her at any time. She's very, you know, cautious and insecure about her um, English. She doesn't feel good about it. But I told her it was perfect. I don't want to cut her off. I just was listening harder. And um, I don't want to correct her because that's just me, polite like that. And so, yeah. but I saw her break, you know, like uh, become vulnerable. Like she broke that down and told me what that was. So when she shared that, then it became more, we became more relaxed with one another. Okay. So when you said that, it makes sense, you know? I mean, yeah, understanding is everything. When you understand yeah. something, you can only accept it for what it is. Then. And a yeah. lot of people lack understanding. Or just yep. even have the will to understand, or just the open mind to try to understand. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's like half of the world, you know. Just like you just stop for a minute and uh, just try. You know, exactly. you might 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 learn something. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna learn a lot. You know what I'm saying? Life is just it's much it's grander. It's much more grand than the matrix you come from. Right. Where you know what I'm saying your upbringing, your demographics is bigger than that. But I can't fault you for thinking and moving the way that you do, so close minded, so small minded, because that's all you've been exposed to. Yeah. So it's just Definitely. like but the what I can do, let me expose you. Let me right. educate you. Let me broaden <laughs> you around. Let me enlighten you. Now okay, shit. Now we're now we're progressing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now that's progressing. <laughs> You feel me? Versus, uh, he just, you know what I'm saying? Just pointing the finger and all right. that, you know what I'm saying? Divisive shit. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. It's very old and tiresome. I'm just like, are y'all tired already? Yes. Oh, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully through things, encounters like this and listening to your story and, you know, just sharing those, you know, stories of, you know, differences and, and learning about other places, maybe that will it can't, you know, it can only help. It can't make it worse. So, yeah. like I said, it's exposure. So it's like, it's plenty of people that's not even on this type, this level of thinking, or not even, you know, what I'm saying, this is not crossing their minds at all. So it's just at planting, all. Seeds, planting seeds, planting yeah. seeds, 
plant seeds, plant seeds. Eventually, the motherfuckers gonna sprout through time. So, shit, that's all we on, man. Just gotta continue to. That's just all I do naturally. You know what I'm saying? Just expose, educate, inform, um, coach. <laughs> you feel me? Like, yeah, that's what's up. Sure. Make people. You know what I'm saying? Just make people think. Yeah, I like that. You all right with me, Chancellor? I like you. You're on the team. Like people, you know, you don't find them everywhere. So just know that you're always, thank you for being a trooper and hanging through those, you know, hiccups you had there. You know, the story of my life is going on three years and, you know, but hey. Yeah. I, I was like, we're going to have this interview today. <laughs> we're going to have it today. Whatever we got to do, we're going to make sure it get done today for sure, for sure. I was like, the devil's a liar. <laughs> oh me. <laughs> oh me. For sure, for sure. Well, I'm I'm excited to um so happy we finally got to do this and to to just you know talk to you more about stuff. I know you have you do a variety, you work with kids and all that stuff too. I uh used to teach prior to COVID and bullying um advocate and all that. So uh thank you. Thank you for coming on and um letting me hear some of that and for the listeners. So uh yeah, I appreciate you. Hey, it was supposed to happen. That's how I see it. Nothing happens for no reason. So there's definitely a reason behind it. What's that reason? That's the fun part. Yeah. <laughs> Journey. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that you can share with the listeners your, um, well, definitely tell them where your book is, where they can find it, yeah. and any social media links they can probably follow you, follow you for by? Sure, for sure, for sure. All y'all got to do, and literally stop what you're doing pull up your phone go to your mm-hmm. internet browser i'm gonna leave example. Yeah, yeah you follow the steps yeah go to your internet browser go to google <laughs> had a code on here okay yeah. okay yeah then once you get to google type in 14 days in Beijing. Or you could type my first and last name for Chancellor K. Jackson. You can search, search that either or everything you need will pop up. <laughs> <laughs> that simple. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like that. Okay. Okay, that's simple, people. 14 days in Beijing. Right, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Social media platform, Chancellor K. Jackson, or yeah, Chancellor K. Jackson. Um, you go to chancellorkjackson.com. I got a website. Of course, all my books are on Amazon um, and Apple Books. I have the free version available on Apple Books. Apple Books and Kobo, it's, it's quite a few different platforms I have the uh, Apple Books available on, but just for immediate, it's Amazon or um, Apple Books for sure. Okay, for sure. And I definitely, we have a, the Real Wise Radio production, so we have a different websites, so I'll put the um, link on mine and also on our um, website and radio website, so. Okay, yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Support, support, all day. <laughs> well, once again, everybody, um, Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming on here. And everybody, this is the great Chancellor Jackson. And don't forget to go to Amazon or 
just go everywhere. Go to Google. Look for 14 days <laughs> in Beijing, right? I said it right, right? 14 days in Beijing. Me. <laughs> Embark on this truly shocking and unforgettable tale. Yes, Fourteen day sure. journey through American uh, through American penitentiary. I mean, a Chinese penitentiary. And get your popcorn ready because it's 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 entertaining. And just as much as it can be suspenseful and mysterious and a little bit scary, you're you will find humors because that's just my personality. You know what I'm saying? It's and it's real, like everything that happens. So you, you'll find humor within it as well. Like it, it's it's a it's a great read. Okay. Well, I want to say before I shut this down, do you mind staying for like 10 seconds after I count this down? And then because sometimes people be like, okay, bye. And I'll be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, cool. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning in. And let's be looking forward to the future for Chancellor Jackson. And this is Brandy J, Voices of Courage. Peace. episode here with Chancellor K. Jackson is something else, don't you think? 14. 14 days in Beijing. And not like 14 days I'm here in Beijing, 14 days. It was like I'm here doing my thing and then boom, 14 days. For what? I didn't sign up for this part, you know? But, I mean, definitely check out the episode and definitely go to Amazon and and get uh, the books. This story here is something that I would just say we should think about when we go to other other places and other countries and just try to get as much information as you can. But would this have ever been foreseen, you know? So it's just like, whoa, right? But I I commend him. He's such a, a strong person and the things he does, you know, working with the youth and and also just sharing his story in a way where you can only help but understand. But definitely check this one out. Let us know what you think. What do you think? How did it make you feel? And how would you feel? Just touching on those spaces, those points of empathy which we have removed ourselves away from. Even if not willingly or knowingly, we have. So please, check this episode out again. If you haven't already, then definitely give it a listen to. But the call to action definitely has to get you over there to Amazon to get, get the book and um just... Definitely his story. Commend uh, Chancellor and shout out to him for what he does and how he's hanging in there, but also spreading his wings and still doing his thing. He didn't let it stop him. And that's what's up. Thank you.